Hello and welcome to Nursing Sound Reports, a podcast offered by the Iowa Board of Nursing. My name is Laura Hudson and I'm your host today. This is the third INAP episode and it is INAP Answers, Managing Struggles, and I have with me today Rhonda Ruby, who is the Program Coordinator for the Iowa Nurse Assistance Program. Welcome, Rhonda. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. So, Rhonda, we have offered two prior episodes about INAP, and this is the third one today. So just in case someone has not heard you before, who are you, and how is it that you're involved with the Iowa Nurse Assistance Program? Well, like you said, my name is Rhonda Ruby, and I am the INAP Program Coordinator. I've been a nurse for about 31 years. I have a history in public health nursing, community health nursing, school nursing, and I've also done a little bit of hospital nursing. Well, a well-rounded nurse that the board is very fortunate to have. Thank Thank you, you. Rhonda, for joining us today. Okay, Rhonda, so what are we going to be talking about today as far as INAP goes? And again, let's just repeat this so people know INAP stands for Iowa Nurse Assistance Program. It is a program offered under the Iowa Board of Nursing. Tell us about it. Correct. So today's episode is going to deal with what we call managing struggles. And when we're talking about managing struggles, what we're talking about is uh, noncompliance with your INAP contract. So Rhonda, in the first two episodes of this series, uh, can you just remind everyone what it was that we talked about? Yeah, you may recall in episode one, we were talking about getting started up in the program. And episode two, which was conducted by our INAP case manager, we talked about how nurses can stay on track in the INAP program. Okay, so today we're going to talk about how nurses can stay in compliance once they're under contract with the Iowa Nurse Assistance Program. So let's get started with that. Rhonda, what does it mean when somebody is non-compliant? As we mentioned before, all nurses in the program are required to have a three-year monitoring contract, and the board does mandate that nurses are compliant to their INAP contract. Um, So they've signed an agreement that they're going to follow what it is that is set forth for program um, not only compliance, but for success, right? For some people, it might seem like they're just we're just being heavy-handed, but that isn't it. There's research behind this, right? There's evidence behind the way that you conduct your program. So if they are not adhering to the contract requirements, um, what happens? So there's a process that we go through in the program when we're talking about INAP noncompliance. We have what we call low-level noncompliance, and then we have what we call high-level noncompliance. And we'll talk about both of those situations and give examples so everyone's clear on them. Okay, so what's a low-level noncompliant So low-level noncompliance in the program are those situations that we typically can deal with internally in the program. Those are going to involve situations such as perhaps a participant is late getting their quarterly report forms in. They could potentially miss a call from INAP and not return a call. They could potentially miss a daily check-in. Those are what we call low-level noncompliance, and that requires review by our program. Okay, so what about a call? Why is it why is it important if somebody misses their call? Well, when we're talking about missed calls, we're talking about a couple of different things. Anytime a nurse is in the program, they are required to stay in contact with the INAP program. If our program is attempting to reach a nurse, whether it be email, phone call, however that may look, nurses are required to cooperate and respond to the program. All of our nurses in the program are also going to be doing daily call-ins for drug testing. They are, are, they are required to do their daily call-in. So they call in to the company that does the, the drug screening for the program? Is that what they do? Correct. They have the option. They can do a 
phone call in, they can do an app check-in, or they can do a laptop check-in. What's important about those call-ins is if they're cho- they're calling into the company who does our drug screening, if they're chosen, then that means they're going in to give their urinalysis, right? That is correct. And that is how we can assure the public that they are functioning in a safe manner by, pr- by producing a negative drug test. So Rhonda, in the case when someone misses, a, or when they miss calling our company that does the urinalysis, what is the significance of that? There can be a couple of situations with that. Number one, it is a requirement for participants to either do a call-in or a check-in each day with the drug testing vendor. And if it is a situation where they miss a check-in and they are selected for a test and they missed a test, we've now moved from low-level compliance to high-level non-compliance. Okay. And that's where things get a little bit more serious. Can we talk a little bit about high-level non-compliance? Sure. Because we want the public to be clear and we want our licensees to be clear what is expected in the program. So when we're talking about high-level non-compliance, we're talking about those situations that uh, not only are going to involve the program, but they are typically going to involve review by our INAP committee, and they can potentially include review by the Iowa Board of Nursing due to the public safety aspect. When we're talking about repeated types of things, right? Repeated relapse, repeated um, positive tests, that's higher level. Is that right? Correct. So when we're talking about high-level noncompliance, just for clarity's sake, you know, we're talking about those situations that involve a repeated pattern, and those patterns can look like a return to use, perhaps a relapse, missed testing, a pattern of missed call-ins, missed reports, uh, missed miscommunication with the INET program. Those are what we call high-level noncompliance. Okay, and just so we have, have it very clear here, Rhonda, you as a program coordinator and Michelle as, as a case manager, um, you have these contracts set up with individuals. They have to follow what the contract says, including testing, check-ins, et cetera. We get to a point where there's repeated relapse, repeated positive tests, et cetera. You two, as employees then of the Iowa Nurse Assistance Program, have to move things up to the committee, and then ultimately it may get to the board. Is that right? Correct. So how that process is going to work is with our higher levels of noncompliance that we just talked about, our committee will view, review those cases due to the public safety issues there. And if our committee feels that there's been a repeated pattern of noncompliance, and if our committee feels that it rises to the level that the board needs to be notified, our committee will revoke an INAP contract and they will refer those cases to the Iowa Board of Nursing. And why that is significant is when a case is referred to the Iowa Board of Nursing, it is typically going to end up in the enforcement unit with an investigation, and that typically can involve public discipline. Okay, so we've gone from our confidential Iowa Nurse Assistance Program back to the enforcement division of the board, which then becomes public, right? Correct. When you're in the INAP program and compliant to your INAP contract, your participation can be confidential. Anytime we run into non-compliance issues that involve the board, that confidentiality can go away. We know that this is a, a very serious subject. I know um, it's it's kind of hard to host an episode that talks about things about managing struggles, but really, I guess probably the, the biggest takeaway for our nurses is that this program is here to help them, to help them um, maintain uh, sobriety or get help with their mental health issues. And so when we get to the point where there's troubles, um, there's always staff to get back to. And the whole goal is that people don't end up back in the um, enforcement area of the 
of the board. We just want to be sure that nurses and especially our licensees in the program have a clear understanding of what their contract requirements are. And we also want to be sure that our nurses have a clear understanding that if there is program noncompliance, we can work with nurses on that and we want to work with nurses on that. But once we get into the issue of repeated noncompliance and public safety issues, we are mandated by the board to inform the board of that case. And we are also mandated to report that case to the enforcement unit of the board. Rhonda, thank you for that explanation. And we just need to remember that the mission of the board is to protect the public health, safety, and welfare. And also the enforcement division exists uh, to handle disciplinary matters. Not all of the matters that come to the enforcement division may end up in discipline, but we do want to make sure that people understand that the enforcement division is under the Board of Nursing, and we will have future episodes where we talk to our, um, our Associate Director of Discipline, too, so we can get some more information about that. Okay, Rhonda, we're going to wrap up our episode for today and just wonder what you would l- want the listeners to take away from our discussion today. Well, we're hoping all of the listeners and especially our participants have a really clear understanding of how the program works, how they can stay in compliance with their program, how they can stay in compliance with their contract, and how they can do this while they're in recovery. And hopefully the information we have presented will have them so they have a very good understanding of how to avoid contract noncompliance. Rhonda, can you give me a sneak peek of what the next episode will be for the the INAP series? The next one is going to be the number four in a series of four, so it's going to be our last one. And the next one is going to be called INAP Answers Crossing the Finish Line. And this is going to give our listeners um, a good understanding of how they can successfully complete the INAP program. And we're very grateful that there have been many graduates of the INAP program here in Iowa. So thank you, Rhonda. I really appreciate your time and help today. Thanks for having me, Laura. It was great seeing you again. I want to thank our listeners today for joining us and please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the nursing sound reports offered by the Iowa Board of Nursing. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Amazon, and we welcome your feedback and comments through the our email address bondpodcast at iowa.gov. That's B-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at iowa.gov. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.